Hello, this is Tag Team with KJ and Mike. Welcome to the show today. We are so happy you can join us. Hello, this is Tag Team with KJ and Michael. Welcome to the show today. We are so happy you can join us. How are you feeling, KJ? Bada, I feel great. Um, just so everyone knows, this is probably 18 months in the making. Didn't Dude. we start? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. May 2018? You know what? I think we actually did. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. This has been a, a long time project, but this is, we've decided, our first published podcast no matter what this is going to be it yes to quote uh, tom petty we won't back down yeah <laughs> and we're we're uh very happy so um Bada, why don't you um why don't you go and share why this podcast is important to you well, so for i think i'd like to think for both kj and i uh, we really are trying to create a uh, spirit of accountability, but also of like mutual betterment with this podcast. We're using the term tag team because we're trying to uh, help each other become our best selves, to kind of use a cliche there. So I'm really excited. It helps uh, me focus on activities, which make me a better person and helps me to think about how that can be communicated, expressed to you all, lovely listeners, which will probably be like three people. Yeah, you know, and after we graduated, we missed the conversations that we had yeah. in, in college and still wanted to have those conversations and really reflect on how, how we can be better people. So that was kind of the birth of this podcast. And uh, we have a lot of great ideas and we're excited to get recording. Very much so. But before we, we dive really um, right in, I think a good question for us to start off with and reflect together before we explain kind of like the setting is like, you know, Bada, what was your career goal when you were younger? Well, I think as a, as, as a kid, I really liked history. I like telling people things. And so a history teacher just seemed to be like the golden medium of things. You could tell people cool facts and stuff. So I think like a history teacher or something was like definitely like m- what my eye was on as a kid. For how long? What grade? Did you say that started? Oh gosh, I think even going into college, I wanted I was uh, thinking about theater, but also like that still appealed to me. Mm. So I would say a kid all the way up till like you know freshman of college was like where I was thinking. Of. Though now I want to be a philosophy professor, so maybe I haven't really changed that much. But both of them would really fit you. Um, but I think that philosophy. Fits your, like, maybe, like, dialogue, mm. um, your need for dialogue, and, and that conversational piece maybe a little better where, where history might be more monolithic. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I am curious how monolithic history is. I, I, I hear that, like, historians, there's a lot of controversy about what's what, but mm. it's within their ivory tower. I'm not really too familiar what goes on there. Yeah. But uh, what about yourself? What, is, what was your career goal? When I was younger, till about um, probably second grade, I wanted to be an astronaut. Then nice. I saw the movie Armageddon. <laughs> and I uh, didn't want to make that choice. I didn't want to die in space. 
So then I went to be a vet for second grade and then third grade up until like sophomore year in high school it was uh, be a priest. Be a Catholic diocesan priest. Nice. And I think that like reflecting on where we want to be and where we want to grow is the platform for this podcast. Oh, 100%. And the episode that we're going to kind of share with you is going to talk about like goal setting and what we have learned how to goal set and kind of deconstruct some of the ways that are recommended the goal set and then you know future episodes too we'll do something similar um well this one while they're building off of this episode oh yeah it's very exciting i think that uh it'll be interesting to be able to examine these deeper concepts and Hopefully, help all of you to to really dive into this weird this weird world of making like each other better better people, make ourselves better people. Yeah, and as we kind of like go through it step by step, um, and like kind of like how we're doing it, um, we're hoping that that clarifies it for ourselves too. Oh yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, there are many things that I don't do well, and I think oftentimes falling through with goals is one of them. That was what I wanted this year to be. You know, every year I seem to have the same goals for myself, and this year I was like, okay, it's going to be different. I'm mm-hmm. going to um, achieve that, and if not, next year regardless is going to be something different. Um, what I'm focusing on right now, what my goals are, are – are four, fourfold. Um, I have a spiritual goal. I want to put God in the center of my life, and um, that looks like praying 45 minutes each day um, next year. I want to focus in on my health. I want to lose a total of 125 pounds, but this year I want to lose 65 pounds. Um, Financial, my goal was to pay off my debt in five years, and this year it was going to be paying off my car. Mm-hmm. And then a little foreshadowing that, <laughs> that has changed. But Oh, yes. And then for my career this year, I wanted to develop a five-year goal and start thinking of my, my career as a whole and how it's going to play out long-term instead of like short-term. Yeah, yeah, you know, the communists had great successes, arguably, with the five-year plans. Uh, lots of really <laughs> negative side effects, I think. But uh, ultimately, I think you could portray them as successes. You know, and I, I have some things to rant about in the five-year plan a little later, so. I see. Yeah, well, that's okay. I don't really support uh, Stalinist communism either. Well, that's one thing we can agree on. There we go, there we go. What about your goals? My goals are uh, to, I think I agree that there's like those four general spheres of my life. Um, I think for my spiritual goals, I'm really trying to figure out uh, a path of discernment as to kind of uh, what community of faith, what faith tradition that um, I think that I ought to kind of be a part of. I think that for myself, I've been examining theology and philosophy for a couple of years now. And I, I've never been under the illusion that that's the most important thing. Mm. But I think that is a key element of how, like, you know, we discover where we kind of belong, what communities um, that we should, like, you know, become a part of. And so that's been, like, a process ongoing. I imagine the podcast will be able to 
give a lot of highlights to that as that changes in my life. Then my health goal is I'm running a uh, marathon this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so my first marathon, I've run a half marathon and a marathon. This is my girlfriend's third marathon, and so we're going to see if I can keep up. Nice. Crossed. Nice. And I plan to be there to support you guys, and a, a mutual friend of ours is also running it, so oh, yeah. it should be fun. Oh, yes. I will probably be dead afterwards, but hopefully it will be fun. <laughs> um, and then for my financial goals, just to get to a place where I can like, you know, save up money, particularly because I, I need to get a car, hopefully within the next two weeks. That's my oh, goal. wow. So my short-term goal is to get a car in the next two weeks. Um, I'll probably have to get some sort of loan or a set of payments, but I've been biking to school for a long time, and the cold oh. and the wind just get a little bit more unpleasant, and yeah. it's definitely coming into a season where I'll, I'll need, to, need to have a car. Yeah. Um, and then for my career, um, I think I will be applying for the PhD program, IPOI, for the American Studies. Nice. Which is a little bit of a nebulous uh, thing for a lot of people, but... I would really try to, it's a bioethics track, which I'm very interested in. Nice. Yeah, you've told me a little about it, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, so those are my fourfold uh, goals, if you will. My goal, like, when you were creating your goals this year, or in general, like, what do you default to? What are you thinking about when you're, like, goal setting? See, that gets us right into what we wanted to talk about. I think uh, in the past, from what you said, You've been a little bit more uh, towards smart goals, or to listeners who don't know what that is, uh, it's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely goals, very clearly defined. I think in the past, even before I researched this, I had more of a uh, what's called an OKR, uh, a kind of element of goal setting, where it's just objectives and key results. And so for me, I would create like bullet point lists. Like, I want to accomplish this, so I'm going to do these two things. And so that's always been how I've uh, kind of been oriented, thinking not so much of like, you know, necessarily maybe the most practical, but just sticking something on a to-do list, writing out how to do it, and then just trying to take it out one piece at a time, chipping it away. Um, and so I think that's a little bit more minimalistic, and given the research that we've done on goal setting, I think that might shift a little bit. But uh, what about yourself? Yeah, you... Um brought it up earlier all of the four goals that i mentioned were based on that that smart goal model um really trying to be specific with <coughs> what i wanted to achieve measurable and, and timely where by the end of the year i knew that i would or wouldn't lose this amount of weight that i've achieved or um, wouldn't achieve my goal and it worked really well and i would say about half of the goals that I set is very helpful for, I think, losing weight, so for mm-hmm. managing my health. And I also think it's been helpful for um, money, even though earlier this year, <laughs> and, you know, we were, we were talking about this, like yeah. my car was starting to be show signs of being unreliable. It was leaking oil. It was rattling. And I invested like a couple grand this year to fix problems that ended up breaking again within the same year. And so it became this thought of like, do I want to 
pay off the car, but then have a very similar like cost of trying to keep the car up um, afloat that would be even just kind of like getting a new car. So I chose to buy a more reliable car, which now I owe more money on that, and it's unrealistic to think that I can come close to paying that off even like next year, the following year. Um, and so before that like change, it, it was very helpful to know like what you were, what you were saving. And next year I will make a smart goal about my budget too. Yeah. Just having a little bit more background, maybe making a more attainable goal. And I like smart goals, but I was kind of looking to see like, was that the only way? It's definitely been prioritized in classes and in oh, the workplace yeah. that I've been in, like the SMART goal model. Yeah, a little background on uh, KJ and myself is that we both attended Marion University and both of us um, got uh, bachelor's in uh, communication. And I think that was something which that kind of outlook of, uh, especially like near the end with like the 304 level. 400 level classes that were really about uh, like projects and stuff where we shared, I think a little bit in common with like the business world. I felt like there was that kind of predominance of uh, smart goals as being like how to think about things. Yeah. And I'd say most of the, the resources that you hear um, people who are successful refer back to our goal setting that includes elements of the, the SMART goals, usually being very specific, being very um, measurable, and having a, a time allocated to it. One, when I was looking into this, I kind of shifted a research bias. I was like actively looking, like, what did people think the negatives were to this model? And some that I found were achievement addiction, spiritual starvation, Identity confusion, goal setting failure, goal setting idolatry, which I think is a funny one. I think that's oh, yeah. really true, isn't it? Where oh, you there like, we go. The commandments eleven and twelve. <laughs> where you like make the goal like more than it actually means, or like achieving that goal is like almost um, bigger than what the results are. Yeah, it's a cult of achievement or a cult of actualization, I guess. It's a way of, of viewing that, I think. One of the other goal-setting styles I found that was different to SMART was called a big, hairy, auda- audacious goal. And it was like essentially setting a goal so big it's unattainable, but it's going to lead people yeah. together. It's going to kind of bring people a little further than they thought they would. So, like, businesses or nonprofits do this with a mission statement. Oh, yeah. Where um, it's very big and unspecific and um, unrealistic. But because that's the mission, it motivates people past, like, limitations that you would set. Yeah, of course. And I think that's uh, one of the things which the uh, FAST goal that I did some research on also had, where FAST stands for Frequently Discussed, Ambitious, Specific, and Transparent. That's something which I think uh, Facebook and Google uh, made kind of famous. But that's the point is like, you know, it's constantly discussed. It's very ambitious, specific, and it's transparent so everyone knows about it. And so that kind of helps keep, keep people accountable. It pushes people past 
Um, because you don't want the kind of goal, I think, which is always biased towards certainty. Mm-hmm. Because all, no one can or maybe even should complete all of the goals that they ever want to. I think if they do, then perhaps that, that, that kind of big, hairy uh, goal might be better, as you said, of making people go beyond what they thought that they could. I'm looking, I'm Googling something right now. But as I looked that up, um, you and I had talked about this back and forth between, like, do we set a goal that we know that we're going to achieve that's um, going to kind of, like, motivate us to achieve it? Or do we set something that is kind of hard, but because it's hard, it's going to bring us to, like, a better goal? And so kind of like that idea of, like, um, I'm going to run a marathon next year or I'm going to run a 5K next year. I know I can do a 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, so that 5k might be more realistic and what steps I can take, but uh, could I achieve more by setting the marathon to either a achieve the marathon or B run much further than 5k? Yeah. I think that there's like first that you want the middle road ideally where it'll be challenging, but definitely plausible that you will do it because you don't want one, which is actually impossible that you know that you won't do. Because that probably won't motivate you. Mm-hmm. And I think it really depends on who you are and what the subject is. I know that at least some of my friends, when they're trying to lose weight, they'll have a gradient where they'll have the easy success and then a couple moderate successes and then extreme success. And then you could put on different rewards for yourself. So that's what uh, my best friend is actually currently doing where he's uh, with weight loss, where he'll kind of set a gradient of self-rewards. So if he does this, he'll do this thing for himself. It might be an after, afternoon to do something he likes. Um, whereas he gets to this weight goal, he'll spend like an entire day. He'll say, I can get this free, um, and I'll use it to hang out with my friends all day or something. And he'll create, again, a, a corresponding level of reward for how far he gets. And that way, even if he doesn't achieve the most audacious goal he has, he still has succeeded and he can still uh, be happy with that. But it also still motivates him to have that ambition. So I think that can also work. A lot of it depends, I think, on how failure will affect you and also how likely uh, ambition is to spur you on. I think some people that doesn't really work very well. And then for other people, it does. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that if you were looking at like maybe a more ideal one um, or maybe one that's going to like bring, um, challenge you the most, that setting the goal that was very ambitious would be, um, would be ideal. Mm-hmm. But um, because you're bringing yourself to like a reality that you didn't, you weren't like creating your own restrictions, you weren't creating your own limitations and, what I was trying to Google um, was this idea. It was a quote that like um, I didn't get what I wanted, and thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Ancient tra- Chinese proverb: "Be careful what you ask for; you just might get it." Yeah, so that that idea of like um, we didn't get what we set our goal to be, but that's because we achieved something better. But I think like the limitation to that. For me, I'm setting like a 
aggressive goal is that like what's my confidence level like you were saying about achieving that and so like the smaller goal setting i think is valuable for gaining the confidence to prove that you can achieve the um the goal so like for weight loss for me it's been way more help um, healthy and helpful to say i'm going to lose this much like two pounds a month or i'm going to um not make an expectation i'm going to lose any weight this month and then to see any weight that i did lose to convince and build that confidence that yeah i can lose weight yeah that makes sense so when you were doing your research, what what um, did you like about the um, ones that you found out, and what did you disagree with? Like, what's your ideal now goal setting based on what you found? I, I think that there weren't any I disagreed with. I felt like they were all very contextually driven. So, like uh, the smart goals that we talked about, I don't particularly like, um, but they're definitely very effective for a variety of. Uh, contexts that they're used, particularly in like business settings. Another kind of goal that I found that I really liked was CLEAR goal, uh, which stands for Collaborative, Limited, Emotional, Appreciable, and Refinable. And I really felt, felt like that was interesting because that kind of put this idea that something should be appreciable and emotional. You have emotional connections to goals. It actually was is the only kind of goal that I've seen. They use terms like ambitious or like, you know, uh, objectives, frequently discussed, they're measurable. But one that you actually care about is actually fairly, uh, I think, rare. And I felt that was fantastic. Now, I've already mentioned the FAST goals and the OKRs. And so for me, I liked being able to see the different paradigms where I'm like, oh, that, that, that one makes sense for this group of people. Like, clear goals, I think, make a whole lot of sense if you're making goals as, like, uh, say, a romantic couple or in a workspace that can really help uh, where there's a whole lot of collaboration and a lot of uh, freedom to kind of work on whatever you want. I think that really helps a lot with clear goals, whereas smart goals are definitely more like you need to know exactly what you're doing. And so that works really well if you're keeping people accountable. Mm. So if I have a boss who's really like, you know, well, Michael, you've made all these goals before and you don't usually succeed. Let's make a smart goal. Let's go through. And that way we'll be able to trace that very easily because you'll be very explicit that what you're doing is achievable in all these different ways. Uh, I think we had talked about making our own unique kind of, um, uh, what's the term? Acronym? Yeah, our own acronyms to kind of, to, to focus on paradigms. And I think upon reflection, uh, ironically, mine has the title Safe Goals, mm. which is specific, ambitious, frequently discussed, and emotional. Mm. And that's kind of what I think of. When I'm making goals for myself, I'm looking at they need to be specific so I know what I'm doing. They need to be ambitious because that makes me um, more driven to succeed. Frequently discussed is really important to me because that's a large part of how I think, how I process yeah. is talking about it. And then emotional is that the more I care about it, the more it resonates with me as a person, the more I'll do it. And so I think that for me, that's the paradigm that I have. But each of them, I think, and uh, I think anyone can come up with their own thing that will work at different times. 
because, well, that's not true. There can be bad goal setting. I, I will admit that. But in general, that these things are so successful because the paradigms are so different and workplaces and people are so different, I think. Yeah. And I think that the, the power of goal setting based on, like, whatever method that you use, right, it's all about, like, what is going to recenter your focus to inspire action. Yeah. And for me, the ones that you have brought up, OKRs, um, objective and key results, are, are is a very powerful goal setting because you can have set an objective that you want that you're not sure is like attainable this year or or when or um, you know that's what you want, but then you can set key results to meet where you're at. So like for for me, my objective of like paying off debt could be the goal that doesn't change even though things get hard, but now that I have a new car payment, um, the key result in that setting can yeah. inspire action and be that flexible that we want goal setting to be while still keeping mm-hmm. that focus in, in my action. So I like that one. I liked um, the clear goal that talks about emotional. I think that clear goals and I even think your your safe goal uh, model fit really well with my spiritual um, journey. Oh, yeah. It's been yeah. really hard to make smart goals on, on my spiritual <laughs> journey. What, you mean the, the path to sainthood isn't marked with uh, very measurable, specific, and attainable uh, goals? No, it's been helpful for the first six months when you're kind of like developing a regimen, a spiritual regimen, Yeah. right? But then like after that, like continuing the spiritual regimen is in and of itself, I think like, a recommitment to that. And so maybe you're not mm-hmm. growing, but you are growing because you're staying um, to that commitment. And it's been hard to keep making new new challenges when I've been so fulfilled with just returning to like the same goal. So I felt stale in that, but still like liberated. Huh, that that I, is an interesting thing. Yeah, so... That was one I've been struggling with. I like smart goals for like weight loss. Um, so long as you can kind of like break that apart into like actionable steps. Oh, of course, yeah. Right? So I've been trying to change. Instead of like I'm going to lose five pounds this month, um, making them, them action driven of like, well, I'm going to make sure I'm under my, my calories and, and meal prep and and make sure I hit my steps. Instead of the... Um, the goal that is lose five pounds, and then if you, you don't lose five pounds, you can still be um, successful. Yeah, of course. And so, as we move forward with with our podcast, we're going to keep coming back to these goals because you know, based on our conversation, that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. But part of the podcast is also to address. One thing that I think we were talking about earlier this year of like, like how do we know what we don't know, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And this podcast was our way of exploring that and seeing what we need to add to our daily to-do list, our, um, our goals, so that we are giving attention to the things that we usually don't. Yeah, and I think that's where these kind of goals 
help uh, they they do help with areas wherein you can make these uh, these decisions with very clear demarcation. So like what's important or what do I want to do? I think we've had a lot of conversations about like, you know, uh, becoming an independent adult. Uh, you start to learn how little you know or the weird gaps in your knowledge, whether it's about cars or finances mm. or personal health or how much you should know about medicine or what your doctor says and all these other things. And I think that's one of the things that uh, we'll enjoy the most going through this podcast is taking these topics like goal setting and trying to make that apply to our personal lives and saying, okay, I have this acronym, I have these tools, I have this thing now. How am I going to use it? Yeah, kind of at the like simplest, at the, the most important part of it, is that you and I are looking to find something that is concrete for both of us and maybe exists for others to see that maybe we didn't know that we didn't see just because we didn't think about it, that we brought something as like specific as you need to go see this doctor. Mm-hmm. And that are the because we're having these conversations are what lead um, us and others to like a richer life. Oh, absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's another thing that we should probably be open about is that we're, we're, two, uh, we're two white guys in our uh, 20s. So there's a whole lot of uh, elements of life that we don't really yeah. <laughs> have experiential uh, access to, I guess. So ho- maybe down the road that will also get a little bit fleshed out. <laughs> well, I, that's it. That's the first one in the books. Yeah, boom. Here we go. Episode number two, we don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Yeah, but uh, it's on its way. Oh, yes. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I think we wish you all the best. Thank you again, you lovely, probably three individuals at most <laughs> who have listened to this. Hi, friends. We know that you're the ones who really care about us. Well, thanks, and until next time, have fun storing the castle. Mm-hmm.